Okay, we are live. I feel like I, I rushed this a little bit today. I'm honest. I keep a list of things through the week, and I just like I jot them into my notes, into my one note, and then I get to the end of the week, and there's enough stuff to talk about. And I do have a few things in the notes this week. Some side of stuff, some other stuff as well. But I kind of got to the point of going live here today, and I was like, ah, I don't really feel like preparing the image with the details. I'm tired. Good tired. I've had a very active week. Uh, I'm going to talk about the activities of the week in just a moment, but uh, we are back to the new year, new business as usual. Not a new sponsor. The sponsor this week is CrowdSec. Sponsor I have had before. In fact, a sponsor that I saw IRL in real life, even in case you have forgotten what that was like. Although I do feel like we've pretty much recovered from a lot of the, you know, stay-at-home kind of stuff. An IRL sponsor, CrowdSec. I saw CrowdSec in Copenhagen last month. Man, it was still only last month. Other side of the world. Uh, lovely company, CrowdSec. So big thanks to CrowdSec for sponsoring my blog again this week. The open source and collaborative security stack. Respond to attacks and share signals across the community. Download it for free. Uh, do go and check out CrowdSec. And I was going to say I like the llamas, but I have a memory, a recollection of the various things I learned when we were in Copenhagen, that they are actually alpacas and not llamas. And I can't remember the exact difference. I think one spits more than another, but uh, that is unrelated to outnumbering cyber criminals altogether. That sounds like such a sales pitch. <laughs> Literally just reading stuff as I go. Outnumbering cyber criminals altogether. Gain crowdsourced protection against malicious IPs. Benefit from the most accurate CTI in the world. And in all seriousness, this is what CrowdSec does do very well. It's actually crowdsourcing of information, which allows them to do intelligent things uh, because together we are stronger than we are alone. And I just made that bit up, but that is generally the sentiment of what CrowdSec uh, tries to do. Uh, so please go and check them out and give them a big thanks for uh, supporting me and also for giving me a lovely hoodie when I was in Copenhagen. This is not hoodie-wearing weather here. My uh, big-ass fan on the roof, which is literally the big ass fan brand is spinning like crazy because it's warm 23 degrees outside i feel like it's warmer than that in my office who's joining us here james g'day james uh sidro dill 89 is in switzerland love switzerland i'd love to go back to switzerland my favorite memory of switzerland was going to cern which was amazing g'day gordon mike george everyone is giving me good evenings it's actually well this, this is evening so Syro Dill 89, I've got to read that carefully. It's definitely not evening in Switzerland, but we are evening here in Australia. We're just going on 7 p.m. at the moment. And I was just downstairs watching the Australian Open exhibition match between Djokovic and Kyrgios, and I was tempted to push this to tomorrow. But I watched the first set, and uh, I thought it was going to be more entertaining than what it was. Diego is in Italy. There's somewhere else I'd really like to go back to. I've only ever been to uh, Bellagio Milan in Italy, and I'd really like to see more of that. I'm going to talk more in the coming weeks about travel plans because I am starting to book in the schedule for this year, which is nice. I mentioned before feeling uh, a bit tired. If you have been following my uh, my Facebook, so everything I put on Facebook I make public because I, I feel like that makes it harder to screw it up later on if I accidentally get the privacy wrong. But as you'd see on there, I'm looking at the picture here, I've been out wakeboarding uh, a lot this week. Uh, and 
by a series of fortuitous circumstances, we ended up going wakeboarding with not just the world's number one from last year, but the world's number one from last year and the year before, Corey Chinnison. And this this was so much fun. So Gold Coast local. We went out because we were we were we might have been testing a new boat. And we went out with this guy on this boat. And oh man, have a look at my Facebook. I think I put it on Twitter as well. And it's just like how is that possible? Uh watching what you do possibly explains why you have such big scars as well. But that looks really, really awesome. So we were out with a bunch of friends uh, doing that on this uh, prospective boat a couple of days ago and then out on our boat yesterday and then I was playing tennis this afternoon and I'm just, it's a good week. Now, I did do some work as well. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about some cyber stuff. And as I said in the the little teaser tweet, this is going to be pretty casual today. Uh, And if you have things or questions, please send them through. Now, where were we? Password books. Every now and then I tweet something which... I don't expect to have a lot of popularity. Uh, and then it does. And i got thousands of likes on my photo this week of password books. Now, this is like, to go back to the IRL term again, like real-life password books. And I was in the post office. Now, one of the things I learned after tweeting this is apparently a bunch of you don't have post offices anymore, which I find interesting because I sort of said, well, how do you send packages? And then people are like, oh, UPS or other courier services. But we still have normal post offices in Australia. Uh, and now by virtue of uh, Elon implementing the tweet view count, which regardless of what you think of him, I like the feature, I can see that there's been 408.9 thousand views of this tweet, which is, uh, which is a lot more followers than what I have. So obviously been shared a lot. So I've gone to my local post office, and they are selling password books. Now, you can buy a small password book for $4.90 or a large one for $5.90, which seems like pretty good value. And it is exactly what it sounds like. It is a book that has, just so it's a little bit discreet, it has the letters PW on the front. And then page by page in the password book, you have... Login slash username. And then what I thought was quite interesting about this is three lines that say on each line, password and then date. So you can rotate the password over time. Now, I like this, just to be a little bit serious for a little bit. I like this insofar as there are many people for whom a physical password book is a better solution and a more feasible solution than what they've been doing. Now, we know that like 90% plus of people We know what they're doing. They've got a dog. They really like the dog. Uh, The dog was born on a certain year or they got married on a certain year or something interesting happened on a certain year. And then there's an exclamation mark. And that is the password over and over and over again. Now, for those people, this book is a big step forward if they use it in the way it's intended to be used, which is that every website has its own password. So we have uniqueness. And I like this. This makes me uh, this makes me happy because it moves them forward from a bad position. They get uniqueness, which means they get away from the problem of credential stuffing. And hopefully they use a passphrase or something simple to write, simple to read, simple to enter, but is not cuity or not the dog and the year it was born or whatever else it is. 
I would like them to use a password manager. I would like them to use one password because affiliation. <laughs> so affiliation. That would be nice. Uh, but for some people, that is a that is a, a barrier to entry because they have to go and learn something completely new and they have to get around this idea of having a digital wallet and a master password and protecting your keys and all the rest of it. So there is this group of people and we we very stereotypically say, well, look, if it's like a, an older parent or a grandparent or someone who might not be as technically adept, my father, mind you, in his 70s, he has one password, the password manager, one password, and he uses it quite effectively. So certainly, uh, certainly age is not a barrier for many, but if you're of a demographic, regardless of your age, that doesn't want to use a digital password manager, I still like these. Now, <laughs> there was a trend in the responses to this, and I'm just going to try and just try and find a couple of comments that represent the trend. Because again, with my affiliation with the one password password manager, I tried to be fairly objective and recognize that there are other password managers out there. Uh, there are other good password managers out there. But <laughs> here's the trend. So many, and I swear this was dozens of responses, said exactly what this person has said, which is, after I show the password book, more secure than using LastPass. <laughs> I'll tell you, here's what I'll do. If I look for Troy Hunt and LastPass on Twitter at the moment, which has been flaky today. I've seen some commentary about Twitter API being flaky, and I can't sign in on TweetDeck at the moment. TweetDeck, is that the one I use? I always forget. I just hit the icon. Uh, TweetBot. TweetBot. Nope, permission denied. And it's not my account. My account's fine. Elon hasn't booted me. Uh, please wait. Requesting tokens. Failed to connect to Twitter. Please try again. All right. Just do the like the latest search for Troy Hunt last fast. We'll go through them quickly. Uh, da, 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 da. Biometrics is greater than this, is greater than LastPass, so this being the password book. Uh, still more secure than LastPass, better than LastPass. Oddly more secure than using LastPass, still better than LastPass. Uh, you can laugh, but when you have to tell your mum she has to change, your mum, your mom, American, just to change all her passwords and LastPass are replaced with Bitwarden, she's going to freak out and go buy this notebook. Um, possibly safer than LastPass, still more secure than LastPass. How about comparing to tattooing it on your forehead? Okay. All right, they mentioned LastPass. Someone stick a LastPass logo on their books. Anyway, it goes on and on, and you get the idea. It has not been a good few weeks to be LastPass, and I'm not, I'm not laughing because it's a competitor one password or anything. Like it's it's been a it's been a rough time for them. Comments: Should password managers have the ability to use OCR to migrate from a book to digital? Says Jamie, laughy face, uh, which effectively means that Jamie has answered their own question. James, I'm reading backwards a bit in my comments here. Or the same password used, uh, so he says, uh, are the password books black? Or the same password used over and over again, gateway to digital and that. I think, a, I think everyone's just kind of laughing at it at the moment. Uh, now, Lickety Split says, third-party apps not working on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure, without having read it yet, that everyone's blaming Elon. They might be right. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's too early to tell, but I'm sure that that is where the blame is going. Lisa's tweet bot seems to have been broken all day. Not sure if they've broken the API. Well, I can tell you when it broke insofar as uh, 11 hours ago was the last tweet I had on my tweet bot. Incidentally, the only reason I use tweet bot and not the native Twitter app is because it 
maintains the position, the scroll position through my mentions. So I can scroll through and I can see who's mentioned me and, and it syncs with my iPad too because I use both these devices pretty interchangeably. Why the native Twitter app doesn't do that yet, maybe Elon will fix that, I don't know, but I'd love to have that feature. Something different that I tweeted this week and I, I actually got many wonderful, wonderful replies to this and it is a bit tech tangential but it's still kind of geeky. It's about kitchens. So let me give you some context. Now, I tweeted this six days ago, so since my last video. And I said, for our next major project, Charlotte Hunt and I are entirely ripping out the kitchen and rebuilding it. Any tips, ovens, sinks, other stuff, what hot, what the, what's hot in kitchen stuff these days? And I got many, many wonderful responses and some crap ones as well. And the crap ones are usually like, what's wrong with your kitchen? There are children in Africa who don't have kitchens like this or something to that effect. And uh, foreseeing this within the thread that I wrote, I did explain that the kitchen's about 17 years old. Uh, a bunch of stuff is uh, breaking and needs replacing. So for example, the dishwasher is in really, really not good shape, but we're just trying to keep it alive. Uh, I broke the oven the other day. Now, how did I break the oven? Well, I had one of these temperature probes in the oven because the thermostat or the, or the little temperature readout has not been very reliable. I opened the door, it fell down towards the hinge, I didn't notice, I closed the door and it cracked the entire inside of the glass. The other thing is, as I've learned, when appliances get to about 17 years old, they start to pretty regularly die. We had to replace both the fridges a couple of years ago, so fortunately we'll keep those. Uh, but clearly stuff is decaying and there's just a lot that we'd like to do differently. And part of the reason for this is that I really enjoy cooking. Ari really enjoys cooking, which I think as a, as a 13-year-old boy is fantastic that you've got someone like that that enjoys cooking. And we love cooking for people and having guests and things as we've done both this week and last week for, for several days each. And that's great. And we really like doing that. And I want to make this a place which is much more inviting to cook. Perfect example. I would like to have two ovens, which sounds very exotic up until the point where like last night I made some epic steaks for our, our guests and I really you know, I seared the steaks in the barbecue, all that's great, and I really wanted to have them in the oven at 100 Celsius and then Charlotte was cooking something else uh, and that needed to be like 180 Celsius. Anyway, I replaced the kitchen. Don't get pissed about it. So <laughs> moving on. One of the things I was very interested in, and I've had lots of cool feedback about this, is induction top ovens. Now, we already have an induction top oven. Uh, there are electric ovens. There are gas ovens. Uh, gas ovens are very much... I love gas ovens. I had one back when I used to live in Sydney. I love being able to see the flame. I love turning the knob and the flame gets bigger or gets smaller. Uh, I love that it still works if you put the pot off and it doesn't turn itself off like the induction ones do. But they are well and truly on the way out for many reasons. You've got to have mains gas or you've got to keep replacing bottles. We don't have mains gas. I don't want to keep replacing bottles. There are a lot of health concerns about it, increasingly large health concerns and in, an increasing push to uh, either reduce the prevalence of them or even ban them outright. And by pure coincidence today, one of the podcasts that I tend to Tune into every now and then. I'm going to check the name of it. It's the Cyber Podcast. And the Cyber Podcast, literally, what I was listening to today from the 13th of January is the government isn't coming for your gas 
stove. Uh, and then there's a whole thing in here about some of the health concerns being raised. Anyway, it's not an option. I'm getting induction. And one of the things that I really wanted to do was to like get this oven. I was just looking at the photo of our kitchen here. We'll talk about it. Get this uh, gas cook or get the cooktop rather off a bench on the wall and get it on an island bench. Uh, now, if you're not interested in cooking, this is not going to be very relevant to you, but I think it's interesting. And part of the reason for this is that it's simple mechanics. When you have an induction cooktop or any sort of cooktop, you need to have space on top of that because that's where you put like the saucepans. Then you then need to have even more space on top of that so that's where you can put your head. I am six foot five. I need a lot of space. And at the moment, when I pull out the induction thing that has the fan, that comes out, let's use my iPad for example, that comes out to about here. And then that's there and the food's down there. And I can't see the food. And then you've got to have all the other rangehood stuff and everything above it. So you can now get these integrated uh, induction fans, which actually suck the steam and the smell and everything down through the middle of it, which looks super, super, super cool. And that was one of the questions that I was asking people. It's like, look, has anyone got any of these? Do they work? And because it's Twitter, I got, <laughs> I got a real spread of answers. I got a lot of stuff which was like, this defies physics because physics says that the steam and everything goes up. So therefore it can't go down. Oh, this is why I have suction. You know, like it can actually. And that the constant theme with some notable exceptions was that people who had not used these things before didn't like them. And people that had used them before thought they were pretty cool. Now, something I learned, which I didn't know about before is that, there is a brand called Bora, and it is a German brand. It seems to be quite popular in Europe. You can actually get it here, one of the things I've learned, but not particularly prevalent. Here we have a lot of, like, Mule. Anyway, Bora makes some really cool stuff. It looks like they originally invented this whole sort of integrated induction top, and they make a whole bunch of different really cool-looking induction stovetops. Uh, one of them, which is pricey, <laughs> kitchens are pricey, is this like Bora a Professional 3 where it has this great big wide cooktop with a big vent in the middle of it and it's all in matte black which looks really, really cool. Uh, and the best bit about it is not only does it sort of suck it all down and it's a very sort of slimline fan and then it vents out the side, is that they've got physical tactile knobs because one of the things that drives me nuts about a stovetop, an induction stovetop, is that you've got to press the buttons on the glass but you've got to know which ones to press. Now, when we got to Oslo, to an Airbnb, this, this would have been late January, so let's call it six weeks ago or something, and they had an induction stovetop there. Neither of us could figure out how to work it. And I'm there with like my iPhone Googling the model number. I'm sure we've all done this before. We've just found some new thing, and you're like Googling the model, trying to figure out how to work. I couldn't turn the hot, the hot tub. Hot tub's fine. Couldn't turn the hot top, the stovetop, on. So I love the idea of physical tactile knobs uh, and as a techie person I think that's maybe that's inconsistent I, I don't like it the times for example when I drive a Tesla and so much stuff is on the panel I'm going to get hate for this but then everyone's not meant to be liking Elon at the moment so maybe it evens out I don't know but I like having tactile knobs for uh, certainly for essential controls uh, and when we're talking about cooking stuff like changing the temperature is essential Anyway, I'm going to let you know how we go with that because that's something which I think is uh, 
Really cool. Oh, hey, what is this email about? I don't like getting these. Unusual sign-in activity. I'm sure that's me. Microsoft Azure. That's a different problem. Where did I get that one from? Microsoft account. <laughs> this is how first world this is. How modern world this is. So I get an email. Unusual sign-in activity. We detected something unusual about a recent sign-in to a Microsoft account. And here's my daughter's account. Two seconds later. Here's my son. Don't worry about the message you just got. Trying to create an Xbox account. <laughs> I'm mostly on top of all these things, particularly as they relate to family accounts. But holy crap, it's still confusing. It's still confusing. How do normal people deal with this? All right, what else on the comments here? Uh, Stuart says, I wonder if Twitter has turned off client application integrations like TweakBot. Uh, now, Stuart, I did wonder that. I would find that extraordinarily surprising to have that without warning. Now, there have been some extraordinarily surprising things come from the Elon-controlled Twitter, uh, the banning of links to social media platforms other than their own, for example. But you did get warning about it. You got notice about it. So I would find it extraordinarily surprising if that happened and we got no notice. Jake says, since you're on the topic, I have a quick question. Do you enjoy the chocolate drink Milo? And is it good with hot, warm milk as much as cold milk? Well, Jake, I'm an adult <laughs> most of the time. Uh, so no, I don't drink Milo. Uh, I'm sure I did as, as a child. And look, I'm joking. But uh, it does tend to be something that the kids would probably use a bit more. Uh, James says, why could seem to go all at once? Experience talking, uh, by habits shown perhaps. Yeah, it's, I, I do feel like that there is a sweet spot around that 15-year age. So we had, uh, what do we have to go? Dishwasher not in good shape. I think we end up getting another motor for that just to extend the longevity of it. Both fridges, they're like built-in fridges, went 18 months ago, two years ago, we have zip hot water. In fact, one of the comments that came through consistently when I said, like, you know, what's cool in kitchen tech, there is a brand that sold in the UK. It was, it was an odd name. It sort of the Q or something. I hadn't heard it before, which is like a, a bench-mounted uh, boiling hot water, so I don't need a kettle anymore, and chilled water. In Australia, we have uh, zip. Many offices have zip. Many homes have zip. Uh, and it, again, it's like boiling water, cold water, uh, also sparkling water. So we got sparkling nails. So we had a zip here before. It died. It was dead. Uh, and we got we got the one with sparkling. So you do need to replace a, a CO2 bottle probably every three or four months or something like that built in. But yes, that seemed to be like that 15-year cycle. Now, as we're starting to look at all the appliances, and, and this is where kitchens get expensive because I tell you what, some of these things cost a bomb. As I'm looking at all the appliances, one of the things I'm keen on is Melee have uh, a series which is IoT. And before anyone loses their mind, it's like, why do you want to IoT your kitchen? I would like to have things like notifications when an oven is at a certain temperature, or this one has an integrated internal probe, so a probe you can put in your meat, which I assume then displays on the panel. I'd like to have that integrated into Home Assistant, it looks like there is a custom integration available through Hacks, which integrates with Melee at home. So I'm, I'm seriously considering, and we're going to go look at a whole bunch of stuff tomorrow, seriously considering a setup where we have all of the ovens 
together uh, and they are all melee and they integrate together and they tie into Home Assistant and they look good and they talk via the Sonos or whatever it is I program them to do. Stuart says, not necessarily one for kitchen. Highly recommend a portable pizza oven like Uni. A bread maker is great too for the dough of fresh bread. Now we do have a bread maker. Every time I use it, I love it. Makes the place smell fantastic. I don't use it enough. So thanks for the reminder, Stuart. I should do that. The the pizza oven, I, I don't I don't know. We also need to do an outdoor barbecue. I'll talk more about that later on. Or an outdoor kitchen, which will have a traditional barbecue and a, I want to do like a slow cooker, which I think sounds awesome. So maybe we'll do something like that there. Kim says, agree about glass touch buttons. Annoying when a hot pot ends up on the buttons. Literally, as we had someone around uh, to to help spec the kitchen the other day, it's like I lean on the bench and I've got my ass on one of the buttons, and it's like that it starts beeping because apparently I'm all I did was like sit on glass, but I turned the thing on. Joe Erg says, uh, "Hey Troy, do you know Tilvids and have ever thought about switching? Uh, never heard of it, so no, I've never thought about switching. But if it's an alternative to YouTube, no, because YouTube is where everybody is." Kim, Milo's good, hot or cold. Corey, do you catch your own fish off your jetty? Uh, sometimes, sometimes. Uh, we haven't actually done that for a while with the, the kids, but there are always loads of fish out there. Usually if we've got old bread or something, you throw that into the water, like literally from our kitchen. We, we, I, honest to God, we have competitions with the kids. Who can throw the bread the fastest or the furthest? And then there's just a bunch of fish that grab it. Uh, we we've sometimes catch mud crabs as well, which is really cool. But we've also got lots of good fish shops and things like that. So like yesterday, uh, after we'd been wakeboarding, this sounds so cool now, after we'd been wakeboarding, we took the boat to the fish shop, bought a whole bunch of nice salmon, they cut it all up into sashimi for us, came home and ate that, and that's, that is much easier than catching your own. So folks, I'm going to keep it a, a little bit shorter today because I do want to uh, go on and do some other things and, and frankly just just wrap up and relax a bit because it, it has been a big week with visitors and all the wakeboarding and everything. I'm going to have a lot more uh, a lot more kitchen-related stuff after tomorrow. I'll have a bunch more cyber-related stuff next week as well. I've got a whole heap of data breaches I want to start working through uh, beyond everything that I've already been doing lately because there's been a lot, particularly that Twitter 200 million plus one. I sent more than a million emails to have I been pwned subscribers, which is just massive. So I'm going to pick this up again and I'm going to get back to the normal cycle of doing them later in my day, one day, or one week, which is today, and then next week I'm going to do them earlier in the day and we're going to be back to that cycle. So thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed this cooking version of my weekly update and I'll uh, be back next week with a whole bunch more cyber stuff as well. So thanks, folks. See you later.